let's get to some news, and there's a lot of it. Uh, and then let's complete the third part of our abortion talk. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to DumbassesTalkingPolitics.com. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a pretty good weekend, actually. I uh, got two chapters of my book typed up. I'm Now, I'm on the last. 32, 33, 34, and then I'm finished. And then I have to write an introduction, and I have to correct it. So by March... Uh, my book will be published. It'll be ready to go. I, I think by March because I'm going to turn this book into a couple publishers and see how that works out. I'm sure I'm going to have, I might have a couple friends that want to read it and I have no problem with that. I've already copyrighted it. So we're, we're, we're good to go. Uh, and I did our, I did our abor- abortion anti-abortion uh, analysis, the overturning of Roe versus Wade and uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey on Saturday. That was a long podcast. I hope you enjoy that. Any comments, just please leave a comment. Either leave a comment wherever you read them. I'm going to get them. Or leave a comment on my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com or YouTube or wherever. Just leave a comment if you got something to say. I'll read the comment unless you call me an effing a-hole. And then I probably won't read it. Okay, so let's get to some news. There's lots of news here. Um, sad news, Bob Dole died yesterday at the age of 98. Uh, I've never been a huge Dole fan. I, I've never, I'd say he was a career politician. He wasn't. He was a war hero in World War II. Uh, he's a two-time Purple Heart winner. He's a two-time Bronze Star winner. And that was because he was shot. He got shot while at, while carrying a wounded soldier to base. So he won two bronze. He won a bronze star for that. He's a real war hero. Um, He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Bill Clinton, which is amazing. And it shows you just how much our politics have changed. Bill Clinton was a Democrat. Bob Dole was a Republican. Bob Dole fought Bill Clinton all the way through. He was a senator for 60 years. And he, I think, was a two-time presidential candidate. So rest in peace, Bob Dole. You had a great life at 98. Would have been nice to see him get to 100, but he didn't. In other news, Bill de Blasio, who's leaving office in a month, has decided to screw up New York as much as possible in his last month. He is the first mayor to implement a vax mandate to the private sector. Now, here are some of the things that he wants to do. One. Vaccines for all private sector employees by December 27th, just before he gets out of office so people, you know, can sit there and fight it. Proof of vaccination to go into restaurants, fitness facilities, and entertainment facilities. Well, you say to yourself, don't they already have that in New York? They do. They do. But now it's for children 5 to 11. So if you want to take your kid to a movie and the kid's six. Better have a shot. Oh, shoot. Wrong. Better have two shots. It requires two shots up from one, which is where the VAX mandate goes. Now, is this constitutional, you might be asking? You know what? It might be. It it might be constitutional this time because it's a local government making vaccine mandates a requirement 
and the Supreme Court has already ruled on that in that 1905 case. So it, it could very well be constitutional. What, what this tells you, if you live in New York City, move out of New York City. It's a crap hole. Move to Nashville. Move to Florida. Move to Texas. Move to South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, somewhere. Get away. Arizona, even Arizona. Move to Arizona. Oh, just terrible. So that's great. Now, New York already has a, an employment problem because they don't have enough workers. So who does this affect? Well, 45% of blacks are not vaccinated in New York. 40% of whites are not vaccinated in New York. And 30% of Hispanics are not vaccinated in New York. So, remember Black Lives Matter threw an absolute fit that these mask mandates and vax mandates were put in there? Wait, let's see. Uh, you got to love the left. They eat themselves. Let's just see what ends up happening in New York. We got another Afghanistan update, and this one's coming from the New York Times. Apparently, 22.8 million people, which is half the country, are facing starvation including one million children. Good job, Joe Biden. The Taliban, after they took over the government, were providing about one meal a day for families. Now they can't even guarantee that. So people are starving. The economic system is crashing. That's because the United States has put sanctions on them. They're not giving them any money, theoretically. Apparently they're not. And um, other countries that have made deals with the Taliban aren't giving them any aid. That's awesome. Unemployment is up to around 50%. Crops are failing. Animals who they eat are starving to death. And the Taliban is having issues keeping power on in the middle of winter. And by the way, the middle of winter in Afghanistan is down in the 30s and 20s. There's actually snow over there. It's one of the reasons why they never fight in the winter. So, uh, good job, Joe Biden. Uh, you're going to be responsible for probably millions of deaths in Afghanistan because they didn't have this problem before. Speaking of foreign policies that uh, Joe Biden has a chance to jack up, Russia, who also tested a hypersonic nuclear missile and actually hit what they were aiming at is now planning to evade Ukraine according to American officials that came out today yay so Joe Biden now can F up Ukraine and Afghanistan and looking at the fact that Iran has a nuclear missile right now I think we could pretty much assume Iran has a not a nuclear missile, but a nuclear weapon. I think we can assume that now because they were supposed to have one back in October. We can see Joe Biden is doing a phenomenal job. And the last piece of news we'll get to, the Chicago Public School District. <laughs> okay, just to give you an update, they had a very slow weekend in Chicago. Only six people dead and 29 shot this weekend. Now, just an FYI, they have over a thousand killed, murdered this weekend. 
Uh, this year. Sorry, not this weekend. That would be something. They had over a thousand people killed this year. Breaking all sorts of records. Up. Murders are up like 40% in Chicago. And that's a stretch in Chicago. Because they were... Chicago is a top 10 city for murder. Get this. In the world. San Salvador. El Salvador has less murder than Chicago does right now. So they decided to really tackle the important issues in Chicago. Chicago School Public District. Probably because they have so much murder, but their rape is not increasing enough. They need to get those numbers up for rape. They've decided to implement this. Just listen to them. This is just insane. Hello, everyone. I'm Cami Pratt, the district's chief Title IX officer. And I'm Deb Spragans, the district's deputy chief Title IX officer. The new school year is off to a strong start as we've welcomed our students back to our school buildings five days each week. On top of ensuring that each of our schools is a safe learning environment, we're also taking steps to create more inclusive and supportive schools. One change that will be implemented this school year relates to our school bathrooms. In compliance with new federal guidelines, all CPS students and staff will have fair and equitable access to bathroom facilities that align with their gender identity. We will be providing all schools with updated signage that makes our bathrooms more inclusive. It will identify the fixtures available in each restroom and make it clear that all restrooms are open for use by anyone who feels comfortable. Staff will continue to have staff-only restrooms available to them. This is an incredibly important step to increase gender equity for all, which is why we will be requiring all schools to post this signage by December 1st of this school year. Our district's Office of Student Protections in Title IX is also working on a long-term plan to create more permanent signage for our bathrooms. So much for learning anything from Loudoun County, where a, a trans or a non-cis or whatever the hell he wants to call himself raped two girls in two different schools because they shared bathrooms in frickin' Virginia. So that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I'm so glad that the Chicago is focusing on what's important. Like, not the murder rates. They don't need to worry about a thousand people dying this year. And it's still December. I mean, we still have four weeks in December. Um, but that, you know, little boys can go into the restrooms with little girls. That's so awesome. Okay, so in the last two podcasts, we talked about abortion and the current fight in front of the Supreme Court. We didn't talk about the reaction to it. I flat out I didn't have time. It was like an hour and a half. Um, and let's talk about that reaction now because it, it's pretty over the top. Uh, first off, there were the protests. There were three reactions I'm going to cover. The protests, the politicians, and then the media. Going to be a lot of, of audio clips here. Um, there were around 20,000 people last week protesting at the Supreme Court. It was pretty split. There were a lot of protesters for anti-abortion there. So it wasn't like it was just all anti-pro-abortionists there. The anti-abortionists pretty much said the same thing. Parenthood is great. That's what they said. And abortion is murder. You're killing a little baby. 
And they all said basically the same thing. They said, well, I mean, if you look at a sonogram, <coughs> that's not a clump of cells. That is an actual baby. But the media, they cover the pro-abortionist view. Um, it's too bad. Julie Rickleman, who argued in favor of abortion in front of the Supreme Court, didn't listen to the protesters because maybe she would have had a better argument. Let's listen. Let, let's listen to the. Let's listen to just a, a news feed from Washington D.C. Uh, covering the pro-abortion protesters. We'll be asking protesters on both sides of the aisle what our country would look like without Roe v. Wade. Let's go see what they have to say. It'll look like women going to jail. A lot of women will die. <laughs> or they will be forced into a life of poverty. A lot of women are telling me that women will die if Roe is overturned. I think that's happening already. It's really scary because it puts a lot of people in immediate physical danger. Um, and I just don't want to see that happen. This just shows how stupid these people really are. Really? Women are going to go to jail or die? First off, this, this the jail thing. There's not one restrictive law that's been created that puts the woman in jail. They go after the doctors. So that's not true. Even the Texas law. You you don't go after the woman in the Texas law. You go after the doctors. So this is, no, that's not a thing. And by the way, I love the, they're all going to die. Okay, this comes up from this insane thought that women are going to have back alley abortions. You've heard that. Well, NARAL, which stands for the National Abortion Rights Action League, has already admitted this is garbage. In 1972, there were 32 deaths due to illegal abortions. Bernard Nathanson, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, who was the on the board of NARAL and ended up becoming a pro and anti-abortionist, sat back and said, no, we just made that number up. It's crap. So, and then you've got the idiots that sit back and say, oh yeah, women's, that, that one man, the one man they interviewed, sat back and said, oh no, abortion is already, already causing deaths. So, wait a minute. Roe versus Wade hasn't been overturned. What do you mean women are dying from abortion now? I'm sure he probably saw that and said to himself, I shouldn't have said that. But here's the better part of the, the protest. Um, and again, the protest, they had so much. It, it, this gal who interviewed was actually a conservative, and she did interview both sides. Uh, the, the left didn't really interview both sides. But this is something that really got big. Um, a bunch of gals decided to get together and take abortion pills to prove their support of abor abortion. Yay! Yeah, we're going to talk about why that isn't the dumbest thing you could do. Uh, listen to the clip.
broads are taking, are sitting there, abortion forever, yay. And then at the end of their little chant, they, they all take abortion pills. Okay, now I'm no doctor. All right, I, I, I am no doctor. I do understand how abortion pills work and things like that. Abortion pills, I understand how contraception, the um, uh, uh, pregnancy pills, I, I understand how all that works. Okay, and here's the thing. This is a pill that enacts, that triggers hormones in your body to push something out of your body that's naturally supposed to be in your body. So can we go get crazy and just kind of assume that maybe they're not great for you? These pills are worthless. They don't even give you height. They're just made to make you menstruate, force you to menstruate your baby. I don't know how many abortion pills these gals took. I hope they took a whole bunch of them. I hope they cleared their bottle. Because these are these people are so stupid, we don't want them procreating. See, here's the whole thing. Sometimes I wonder if abortion is a bad thing because you look at some of these people that are that are, are making these arguments and they're so stupid. Do we really want them multiplying on the earth? These three women, and there were three women that did this. Y- you know what? I don't. Just go OD, do whatever you want to do. And definitely do not have kids. Because we don't need any more stupid freaking kids in the world. that are. That's such a terrible thing to say. But I'm sorry. Kids born to these women, they're going to believe exactly what these women believe. We need less of these people in the world. So, okay. that I think if I were Julie Rickleman, I, I would have made that argument. Uh, Your Honor, Justice Thomas... Do you really want a lot of these people out in the world? We can't, we can't ban abortion because we need to get rid of the stupid people. Yeah. By the way, that's considered racist. Whatever. I, I'm just so tired of dummies. Anyway, politicians, they're doing the same thing. Um, Nancy Pelosi had something to say about the abortion debate in front of the Supreme Court. I hate putting clips on with her because she's 80 years old and her dentures are clacking all the time. You could barely understand what she's saying, but I I think she, her statement here is just really rich. So I, I had to play it. Uh, let's listen to old Nancy talk about it. From what they have said about not respecting um, precedents at stare decisis, all of that uh, is, is troubling. And what they have said about Sometimes I think they need a session in the birds and the bees uh, for some of the kinds of statements that they make. I say that as mother five. Okay, some things about this. Now, we've already talked about star decisis and the other arguments on Saturday. Um, she, By the way, you know, she doesn't mention the other arguments. The only argument she has is star decisis because Julie Rickleman's arguments about abortion were terrible. Her arguments about she couldn't answer any questions from uh, any of the conservative, including Amy Coney Barrett, including um, Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, Alito, or 
um, Clarence Thomas, she couldn't answer any questions. She couldn't answer questions from the Supreme Court justice, the head of the Supreme Court, who didn't really know she did. She couldn't answer any questions. So, of course, Nancy didn't bring up any of the other arguments. So we're, we're not going to talk about that. The other thing is, and this is this is kind of a turnaround on the question. This is supposedly a Catholic woman and she has five kids. Let me ask you this. Does she really believe in abortion? Is she really the best speaker for abortion? A Catholic with five kids? Could she have political motives for being pro-abortion? What if she believed in everything else? She believed in black, in Build Back Better, Black Lives Matter, whatever. She believed in all that crap, but she didn't believe in abortion? Would she be Speaker of the House? You've got to wonder if her stance on abortion is political or if it's moral. I got a feeling maybe it's more political than moral. Okay, I, I, the sex ed lecture that she's trying to give, um, this, this is a stupid argument, and you're hearing it all over the place. First off, anti-abortionists take responsibility before you get pregnant. That's what we're saying to you. Don't get pregnant. Take contraception and don't get pregnant. Because once you get pregnant, the horse is out of the barn. It's too late at this point. Your choices are extremely limited. Do you keep the baby or do you give the baby up for adoption? That's the choice on the right. Killing the baby is not an option. And what we as um, conservatives say is basically don't have sex, use contraception, get married and have kids. Establish your life. Get your life together before you get pregnant. Personal responsibility is part of the sexual act. I know the left hates personal responsibility, but that's the fact of the matter. I had to take sex ed when I was in tenth, when I was in seventh grade, and I took it from a Catholic school. And they basically said, "Listen, you better understand some of this stuff. You get someone pregnant, you can't have an abortion. There, there's nothing you can do. The best thing is not to get preg someone pregnant." What? anti-abortionists are saying is getting pregnant is a little late. Pregnancy isn't spread like a cold. We know. Conservatives know how you get pregnant. It seems like it's leftists that don't know how to get pregnant. We know where it, how you get pregnant. We know where it comes from. And we're saying be responsible. Once pregnant, it's over. You, you, you're going to have to deal with it in one way or another. Then there's Pramila Jayapal, who seems to have come become the new leader of the squad, and she is as dumb as the others. Let's listen to what she has to say. It was a devastating hearing for millions of women across this country, for millions of people across this country who are watching the Supreme Court actually look like they are going to overturn Roe v. Wade and take us back into the days of back alley abortions. This is personal to me. I am one of the one in four women in America who has had an abortion. It was a very difficult choice for me to make, but it was my choice, Jose. And that is what we need to preserve for every person across the country that has to be in that situation. Okay, I understand something with Jayapal. 
she's as dumb as a squad. I mean, this is this is a broad who is trying to argue that we should let all criminals out of prisons, including serial killers, drug runners, uh, human traffickers. She did this like two weeks ago. So she's really dumb. Now, this isn't going to be popular, I don't think, but for me, anyone who has an abortion shows that that person has no personal responsibility and has really bad judgment. Whether it is a man getting someone pregnant or a woman getting pregnant, either way, that tells me with no personal responsibility and really bad judgment, this is a person that should not have a position of power in our government. Outside of that, she's admitting that the abortion argument in front of the Supreme Court was weak and that it's going to get overturned. She's actually saying that. Outside of that, the back alley abortion thing I've already talked about, it's a lie. It was made up. Now, the media, yeah, the media was phenomenal at this, too. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Um, let's listen to the genius of The View, Joy Behard. Uh, Behar, excuse me. She is, oh, God. And if this is the argument that these crow, old crows want to go through, this is just a disgusting argument. Listen to what she has to say. It's a very interesting schism that goes on here, because on the one hand, sex sells everywhere. I mean, you can't see an aspirin commercial without somebody having sex. Mm -hmm. You cannot turn on any program, especially on Except streaming, where people are having this. There's soft porn everywhere now. Right. They encourage all of that. It sells everything. Sex sells. Mm. And yet when it comes to the reality of pregnancy, <laughs> this particular group of people on the right in this country and these religious zealots do not understand the reality of what happens when you have sex. Okay, a couple of things. First off, I love the way the left leftists use big words like schism to make them sound really intelligent. I don't even th think she knows what that means. Second off, what commercial have you seen for aspirin where people are having sex? Normally it's before they have sex, they use the aspirin. I have never seen a commercial like that. I also love getting lectured by pro-abortionists about sex. I think this is just absolutely hysterical. The, the left has forgotten that sex leads to pregnancy. And that's what we argue. This is why I choose to use the word contraception over birth control, by the way. I think you need to control conception. Contraception. Birth control controls the birth. Abortion is birth control. Always be exact with words. So when someone sits back and says, well, uh, you believe... I, I, how did I learn this? I learned this from someone pointing out that birth control means controlling birth. I, and then I had to change. Oh, I'm sorry, contraception. I actually lost the debate. I got nailed in a debate on this. So, no, I believe contraception means you take this so that, or you do this so that you don't get pregnant. Birth control is the horse out of the barn. And by the way, no one's having sex with Joy Behar. She's, have you seen her? She, she's like 1,200 years old, and she's just, ugh. And then she opens her mouth. Come on. By the way, she's leaving the view. Though they may have a bunch of idiots on that show, she is the queen idiot, and I love, 
playing sound bites from her. But she's gone. So I, I apparently she pissed somebody off. I don't know who she pissed off, but then there's Whoopi Goldberg of the View. God, could they have found the most disgusting human beings to talk about sex? Here's Whoopi Goldberg. Do any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? How dare you talk about what a fetus wants? You have no idea. If you disagree with abortion, I have no problem with that. My problem comes when you tell me what I need to do with my doctor and my family. How dare you? How dare you? So Whoopi has taken the uh, a page out of Greta Thunberg's book and just start yelling at you. Okay, a couple of things. One, she, one, um, the View has reliably told me that men can get pregnant. So right off the bat. I listened to this first section of this this sound clip, and I was done. I was, okay, no, you've said in previous episodes men can get pregnant, men can be women, your argument is done. Second off, what do you mean you don't have a problem with me disagreeing with you? Of course you do, you got a major problem with people being pro-anti-abortion. You got a major problem with it. Um, I just, and, and then again, the sex thing, keep your hands off your, my body. Yeah. Don't worry. Everyone's going to keep their hand. Your husband will keep his hands off your body. Trust me. You know, here's the whole thing that she doesn't understand. Man or woman, whether you're a man, a woman, you're both, you're neither. Evil is evil. That's why abortion is an issue. Slavery was ended by a bunch of white men because slavery was evil. The right to vote was given to women by men. Why? Because preventing women from voting was evil. So yes, men can be anti-abortion and they're anti-abortion for a reason, because it's evil. All right. I know I'm going a little bit over. I knew it was going to happen. I'm not going to read this entire article, but this is a crazy article that demonizes adoption. Now, here's the problem the left has, and I've been reading a lot. Abortion is a big thing on the opinion pages. They have to demonize any alternative to abortion. They have to demonize contraception. They basically say contraception doesn't work. They have to demonize having sex outside of marriage or having sex when you are able to support a child. They got to do that. This article is from the New York Times called I Was Adopted. I Know the Trauma It Can Inflict by Elizabeth Spears. I find this essay disturbing because, again, it's the demonization of anything alternative to abortion because abortion is a religious act to the left. What is funny about the article is just how insane it is. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It also is one of the most egregious examples of debating from a position of moral authority I have ever seen. This gal is was adopted, and she is telling people, you should be able to have an abortion because adoption sucks. Now, I'm not going to read this entire article because I'm running late already. 
And I, I think just the first, I don't know, maybe four paragraphs are enough. And I'll just interrupt myself and, and make comments. So here we go. On Wednesday, a, superior, a Supreme Court heard oral arguments from state attorneys seeking to uphold Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban. Justice Amy Coney Barrett kept getting at one question. Why was abortion necessary when women do not, who do not want to be mothers can simply give their babies up for adoption? By the way, Amy Coney Barrett has two adopted kids, and they're thrilled. They're happy. Okay? This is to demonize Amy Coney Barrett because she's gonna she's gonna uphold the Mississippi law. I don't know what's gonna happen with Casey or Roe, but she's gonna uphold the Mississippi law. Okay, continuing. As an adoptee myself, I was floored by Justice Barrett's assumption that adoption is an accessible and desirable alternative for women who find themselves unexpectedly pregnant. Okay, first off. Um, you're not unexpectedly pregnant. If you get pregnant, it's because you had sex with someone. That's how you get pregnant. Maybe you're surprised you got pregnant because you did some things, but even if you use contraception, you could get pregnant. It says it on the box of every piece of contraception out there. So it is not, it is not a thing. I, maybe I'm just going to finish this article right now because I'm already annoyed. And also, a desirable alternative for women. Are you so self-centered you don't realize there is a baby in the mix here? By the way, she never argues in the entire article. I'm not going to read the entire article. She never argues that the baby is not a human being. She doesn't argue that. She says this is a desirable alternative for women. Desirable. Who gives a shit what you desire? Sorry, I just cussed. It's what needs to happen. It's the reality of the real world. Okay, I'm going to continue because I could talk about that for a week. As an adoptive mother herself, Justice Barrett should have some inkling of the complexities of adoption and the toll it can take to inflict on children, as well as birth mothers. Okay, first off, um, adoption is not as difficult as she makes it out to be. Yes, you get checked and everything else. That's fine. But the toll it can inflict on children? Do you know what can inflict a heavy toll on children? Getting a needle jabbed into your skull so that it can scramble your brains, suck your brains out so that your head can collapse, then cut off all the limbs of the child, and then pull those limbs out one by one and dump them in a sink. I'm pretty sure... That's probably a toll that afflicts on the child. But then she says this, as well as birth mothers. Again, who gives a damn about the birth mother? The birth mother is going to be alive at the end of this whole thing. Insane. But she speaks as if adoption is some kind of idyllic fairy tale. My own adoption actually was what many would consider idyllic. I was raised by two adoptive parents, Alice and Terry, from the time I was an infant and grew up in a home where I knew every day that I was loved. A few years ago, I found my biological mother, Maria, and three siblings. I didn't know I had via DNA test and, on, and Facebook. The first time I spoke to Maria on the phone, she lives in Alabama, not too far from my parents, and I live in Brooklyn. She apologized repeatedly for giving up and told me she loved me and that I would 
always be family. You are blood, she would later say. I told her, and continue to tell her, every time she brings it up, that the apology is unnecessary. I had a wonderful childhood, and I believe she made the right decision. But she remains heartbroken about the years we missed together. Okay, I'm done reading the article. That's it. I, I'm finished reading the article. I am becoming annoyed. Later on, she blames Maria for not aborting her because she was a, a Southern Baptist and her parents were Pentecostal and Maria was Hispanic. So again, Maria was a religious zealot for not aborting her. Okay, I, I just, that would have been the, the last paragraph I would have read. But here's the problem. Maria did the right thing. Because Maria would have lived, if she had aborted Elizabeth, Maria would have lived the rest of her life without the ability to explain to her daughter why she did what she had to do. Because when you use abortion, when you commit abortion, you kill your child. Do you know what would have really blew Maria's mind? What really would have made something bad for Maria? If she never got the opportunity to apologize. I think that would have been pretty traumatic. What do you think? Oh, by the way, this dumbass Elizabeth. Do you know what would have happened also? If Maria decided to abort her, she wouldn't have the idyllic life she has. She wouldn't be be writing articles for the New York Times saying how bad abortion is, uh, adoption is. She wouldn't be earning six figures from the New York Times. It's a disgusting article. It's an absolute. So in other words, again, it's an elitist article. It's saying, hey, abortion for you is great. I got lucky. Well, what makes you think that adoption for someone else is going to be luck for that person? It's such a cynical, dark, ugly. And I tell you what, that article, visit dumbassetalkingpolitics.com. I won't have to mention it in my closing. I have the full article. That article is a pro-abortion article, not an anti-abortion article. It shows how asinine. The I'm sorry, it, it, that it, that article is an anti-abortion article, not a pro-abortion article. It shows how asinine the arguments of the pro-abortion left are. Okay, visit my website, dumbassetalkingpolitics.com. Uh, you can read the show notes, read the entire article, look at all my links, look at all my uh, audio and video uh, clips. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and I promise you, we probably won't talk about abortion. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.